The second half of the season kicks off against Chicago for the Minnesota Wild as we take a look at the February schedule. We'll also anoint the player of the month for January and some predictions on what appears to be another rocky road for the Minnesota Wild in the month of February. All coming up on today's episode of Locked on Wild. We are your team every day. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, Zach Zeman joins us as we take a look at the February schedule. We'll recap a forgettable month of January for the Minnesota Wilds, talk about the player of the month, and predict what we see for the Wilds come February. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, credentialed member of the uh, Minnesota Wild Media Corps, and as mentioned, Zach Zeman is here to help us preview yet another portion of of the Minnesota Wild schedule and Zach after a week off. I I got to just I got to say <laughs> it was nice to have just a breather for a week to just refresh my eyes to uh to give them a little bit of a rinse um and to watch some shows, catch up on shows, catch up on not watching the uh minnesota wild but now we're back and uh it's time to dive into uh yet another month of the schedule yeah you know the all-star break just brings that week of relief it felt like a very forgettable month of you know january and i just i'm re-looking at the schedule here and and i'm just remembering that you know how big this team came out in some games and how sluggish this team was in some games it really just wasn't full of consistency um, you know, and just to get this break, I think it's definitely a, a solid time for the Wild to regroup a little bit. You know, this team is obviously struggling, very underwhelming month. Um, and I think that, hey, maybe after this break, they can come out and uh, head into February with some strength, with some regrouping and some energy. Um, you know, they definitely didn't have it in January, but hey, hopefully this week um, can bring them some strength, just like this week brought us some relief. You know what I mean? It's just like a, it's a much needed week. Yeah, I I saw some of the pictures from the uh, the group outing wherever they were at on Instagram, and everybody looked relieved. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope so. They're like Turks and Caicos down there, or something like yeah. that. I mean, it's pretty hard to not be down there. That's a great place. Everybody looked like they were refreshed after some time away from the ice. And you talk about January five, eight, and one. And if we are going to anoint a player of the month for January, I start by noting that there were like three total players on the entire roster that were in positive territory 
in the plus minus department. Kirill Kaprizov at plus four, Matt Zuccarello at plus one, and Marcus Felino also at uh, plus one. Uh, Zach, your pick for player of the month for January, Marcus Johansson had <laughs> a bit of a rough go. He did score four goals, but uh, was a minus 13 and uh, just had those four points in 14 goals. But if we look at some of the contenders, Jewel Erickson Eck, who led the Wild in points, he had 14 points in 14 January games, six goals, eight assists. Brock Faber had 13 points on two goals and 11 assists. Kirill Kaprizov also had six goals. He only played in eight games, but he did have 11 points in the eight. So those feel like the contenders for player of the month for January. Uh, so if you were going to pick somebody to get the hardware, uh, which way are you going? I'm definitely leaning towards Kaprizov. I think, you know, this, this, you've seen some games where, you know, the Arizona Coyotes come into town and you lose six rip. And then you host the Islanders like literally in two days after and you win five nothing. A ton of inconsistency. And in a month full of inconsistency, you're not supposed to beat Carolina on the road at all. And what do you know? Capriza puts three on the board and, you know, the Wild walk away with. A, a ridiculous win that I'm sure a lot of wild fans did not expect that night. And I just think that, you know, there's a ton of lowlights this month, you know, you're losing to several central division opponents, but if, Hey, if you get a hat trick against Carolina, I guess that's a, that's a thing. A lot of wild fans are going to hang on to. And Carell definitely, definitely laid it out there. And I, I think it was, it was my brightest moment. I think, I think it's, you know, Carell when he does that in a, in a tough arena, Hey, Let's just give it to him. Underwhelming month, but Kirill, Kirill shined out there. Yeah, that's a great point is that that was kind of one of those signature performances of like, hey, go go get a win. Go put the team on your back and grab a win. And Kaprizov did that. And the frustration is the, the operative word for January because we talked about that, um, that West Coast or that East Coast trip and you get just destroyed by Tampa Bay in the first game. You win the next two, so you're, you're like, okay, okay, we we <laughs> might be back. We might be back. And then you beat Washington in the first game of that little mini homestand to finish off the first half. You beat Washington, you're like, okay. And then you lose the final two games, and especially the game against the Anaheim Ducks was – that's – you look at the like, let's just say you're flying, for example, and they give you the sickness bag in the tra in the the um, compartment in front of you, like in the seat in front of you. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, you're like, I'm never going to use this. Like they, they say, make sure you know where it is. I'm never going to use this. The Anaheim game was the 0.001% where you get violently ill on the plane <laughs> and you need that to just get through the flight. That was a oh. that yeah. was a gross way to end the first half. It's just like, yeah, you get three wins in a row and you can't finish out the rest of the month going into the all-star break against Nashville, who's, you know, just trying to get back up there in the central. You know, they're, they're mm -hmm. contending a little bit they're They got the numbers and then you're like, Big deep breath, Anaheim. And then Anaheim just comes into town and just runs you dry. And, you know, as a team, obviously the message is get a win right before the all-star break. 
you know, like then you can forget about it a week later and then you come back and then you travel to Chicago, which is also a must win. I mean, pretty much you got to beat them. They're struggling to win. And this Anaheim team who's literally not even trying to get a win. I don't even know what their intentions are, but you know, the wild just let it run away from them. Just like a lot of other games earlier this month. Um, And it just, it just goes to show how, some of these inconsistent games can really start to catch up to you. You, you come with a different team almost every night on that ice. Uh, it leaves a lot of the fans confused. These games are still selling out, and they don't know what wild team is going to show up. It's you know we saw it live up in the press box, whereas you get thumped six to rip, and then two days later you win five nothing, and these fans are just like, "Yay! Oh yeah!" It's just it's just a roller coaster out there, and and I feel like a lot of other NHL teams are just consistently winning, 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 and then a little loss. But the wild is just like, these are massive losses followed Mm -hmm. by massive wins, followed by teams, wins against teams you shouldn't even beat. And I guess that's just the month of January. Welcome to the 24, 2024 year. Um, You know, that's just kind of what it is. It it caught up to them at the end of that month there. And it just, it was a bummer that they couldn't walk into the all-star break with a couple wins. Yeah, it was, it was popping a tire, on the way home from work after a long week and you want nothing more than to just go home and be done for the weekends. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, now I have to deal with this. Yeah. So oh, it's brutal. It was, yeah. it was tough. It was tough. And you know, the fans don't deserve it. It's just, it's, it's just different. I, I don't know. This, this year has definitely been much of a letdown for a lot of wild fans. I think this month just kind of summer that summarizes it up. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, is it what it is? You just move perfect, on. perfect encapsulation of the season <laughs> so far is injuries, inconsistencies, getting our hopes up by playing well on, on a, a key road trip and then just absolutely laying an egg. Um, yeah. And another thing is like, it, it's like you're struggling and your goalies are injured and you bring up Jesper Wallstead, who's like the number one prospect goalie. Right. And then obviously you throw him in into Dallas and, you know, it's, and it just does not even work at all. You know, seven goals there for Dallas. And it's just like every storyline this month was, Oh, there's shedding light on different players and different people and different lines. Um, you know, people are finally getting a chance and then none of it works out because everybody's lost and they, there's yeah. absolutely no center core of this team to revolve around. And, you know, some players take the night off while some go insane. And this wild team is just on different paths and different schedules. It feels like. Yeah. And so if you are, if you are somebody that is still on the, like, let's get to the postseason train, which again, I think lockdown wild has been pretty vocal about the fact that it's not, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, obviously the Wild fans are like some of the most passionate in the league, and I think they're mm-hmm. a very slept on fan base. Um, and you know, it's just it's just as a disappointment for this team to pop out. Um, you know, a couple of games where they get huge wins, but they can't follow it by beating teams with worse records at the end of the at the end of the month. And it's just yeah, it's it's a bummer. But. It is. If you want to save your season. <laughs> You have to do it in February. And so as we continue today's episode, we'll talk about why that's probably not in the cards, (laughs) because this schedule just continues to um, have some potential for ugly games. So we'll talk about that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. 
Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. The NHL season is at the halfway point, and we are starting the second half of the season with the Wild out of playoff contention. You can still win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether elite-level players like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Uh, as we move through the rest of the week, I encourage those that uh, want to be part of the uh, Wild fan spotlight to email lockedonwild at gmail.com. We have had uh, a few of them already here over the uh, last week or so. And uh, we do have a playlist of those on YouTube as well. If you missed out on any of our previous uh, fan spotlights, just head to YouTube and uh, you can view them all in their entirety. Uh, And uh, if you want to be part of that, we'll definitely get you into a future episode as well. Zach Zeman joining us here today. And uh, so I guess... um, Kirill Kaprizov, Player of the Month for January. I I can't remember if we definitively said who we were going with, but we're going to go yeah. with Kirill. We can January. go with that. I, it, it, not to mention Brock Faber, obviously, winning Rookie of the Month. I think that's mm-hmm. another huge story. Uh, his Calder path is starting to open up a little bit. It's going to be a fun little story for Wild fans to follow. I think, obviously, every interview he has, he's like, I'm not even looking at the Calder. I'm just looking to get wins. It just says a lot about who he is, but, hey, I all know Deep down, everybody's going to want to see him win the Calder, you know, following Carell's steps a little bit. And it just shows you about the future of this team, you know, two Calder winners, something good should happen sometime soon in the future, right? That's always the message. But <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we talk about that Brock Faber trade for Kevin Fiala, and that will be something that, uh, that we'll be discussing a little bit later this week is uh, some of the biggest fleecings that Bill Guerin has had via trade because. He has uh, he has robbed some other GMs blind uh, with particular trades throughout his uh, his tenure so far. So we'll talk about that later on this week. Well, let's look at this February schedule, which starts with Chicago on Wednesday on the road, and then you host Pittsburgh on the ninth. Then on the twelfth, you go to Vegas, and the Vegas Golden Knights not playing as well as they did at the start of the season. They've been dealing with some injuries, but they're still very dangerous. Uh, You get to go to Mullet Arena to take on the Arizona Coyotes on Valentine's Day. I would say go on the date with your significant other. Don't uh, maybe just catch the highlights of that game. Um, Don't don't ruin your Valentine's Day like I'm going to do by watching this team. Um, Then after that, February 17th, Home against Buffalo, Monday the 19th, home against Vancouver, 
And then to finish the month, you go at Winnipeg, at Edmonton, at Seattle, host Carolina on the 27th, and then at Nashville on February 29th. Zach, this is a meat grinder again. Yeah. This this month is ridiculous. I'm just tapping on the logos here, and I'm seeing probably one or two teams with an exact 500 record or just a game below 500. These are all contending teams with uh, vicious mindsets, except for Chicago, which is the first game of the month in a game that if you're coming out of the break with a ton of rest and you're going to take advantage of a team that's literally somehow in the Central Division and is still struggling without Bedard, you go into Chicago and you win that game. And then you bring you come home and you host the Penguins, and that's when it really gets tricky because this is the narrative of last month where you get a couple wins in a row, but you can't support it with an, with another one, and you lose three in a row, and you go on weird streaks, and it's always up and down. But if you can beat Chicago and back that up with a Pittsburgh win, then you can probably afford to lose to Vegas in Vegas during or literally a couple, what, 24 hours after the Super Bowl ends? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what the Wild are going to do on Super Bowl Day. I think they – I'd hope they get in before, uh, obviously, Monday. But that's a whole different story. Um, so maybe you can afford to lose that one and go watch the Super Bowl or whatever, do whatever you want to do in Vegas. But, hey, I mean, you got to beat Chicago. You got to back it up with a win against Pittsburgh. And then you can probably drop one in, in Vegas. But then you go to the team that beat you 6 nothing at home, uh, the Matt Dumba-led – uh, <laughs> Arizona Coyotes, who just made a fool of you on their home ice, on your home ice. Why don't you do the same and make a fool of them on them on their home ice, which is Arizona State's hockey rink? You know, it's not even home ice, and they're still struggling to find uh, a new ice rink. Uh, yeah, I mean, these first four games are are pretty funny. Uh, there's a lot of different stories behind them, and I think that if the Wild can beat Chicago and back it up with a couple and go into go into Arizona and get another, I, I don't know. It's you, you see what I'm saying here? It, yeah. This is, I mean, this is the pivot, the most pivotal month of the of the season. You know, mm-hmm. you just fumble January like that, and you gotta do something in February. Um, yeah, this is where it starts, or or not. You're probably gonna miss the playoffs, which is on the forecast. I'm I'm gonna do something here. I don't <laughs> I don't like it, but I think you're gonna find very quickly the route that I'm going. So, of the last 16 games, guess how many Chicago has won. Oh, geez. I'm going to go with, wait, three mm-hmm. is three games. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Guess how many times they have scored uh, two or fewer goals in that span? Like seven. <laughs> I know they've been shut out like the last three games or like scored one goal. Twelve. My goodness. I actually gave them credit. Two goals or fewer. Um. I don't do it. I'm going to predict that the Minnesota (laughs) wild lose to Chicago to start the second half because this is exact. I did this exact same thing against Anaheim where I said they were five and 14 in their last 19 games. And they had a similar level of futility from a goals, but they had, I think given up five or more goals, like 10 times in that span. Yeah, this I, you know what, Seth, it, it's it's at that point of the year where you can start saying like not even irrational things anymore because this team is so inconsistent. 
You yeah. know, I, I don't even blame you for saying that because it's like a coping mechanism where it's like, you think, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I just think they're going to lose. And then if they win, they surprise you and it's a good day, you know, but last year, if they go into Chicago and they lose, it's like a headlines all over mm-hmm. the papers where it's, it's just traumatic. But now if you go in there in the beginning of February, it's like, oh my goodness, they lost. I mean, it's. Whereas it this, expected. this year, like you go into Chicago and you're like, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Buckle up. After following an Anaheim loss on home ice, we go to oh. Chicago and then they probably lose it. So oh, the, boy. like, as you said, the teams that are currently not in a playoff spot are very, very uh, minimal in this month of February schedule. You have the Chicago Blackhawks, obviously, who are not. You have the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are not. You have the Buffalo Sabres, who are not. Uh, Guess what? That's it. That's it of the February schedule. Everybody else that you're going to play are actually, I stand corrected. The Nashville Predators are currently tied with St. Louis for the second wildcard spot. So technically, they're not in the postseason, but... Of those games, three teams are currently not in the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. Also, you also play the Oilers, who will probably be on a what twenty-three game win streak by the time you get to them. Like, oh my goodness, you know. And you get Vancouver at home. Thank goodness you don't have to go into Vancouver and and deal with them. But you know, I mean just like I'm saying earlier is like the central division teams this week or this month are Chicago, Arizona and Nashville and Winnipeg. So that's like, that's like the biggest ones, obviously the teams that you can, I'm trying to, you see what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do put my shoes of we're making the playoffs. Right. And I'm trying to look at the most pivotal games, but even if you lose those, it's like I, I I can't even still see a way where this team makes it far, um, you know, on a run. But yeah, this is a tough month. I look at this uh, the fourth week of the, the third week of the month. It's Vancouver, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Seattle. And and during that, it's you go to Winnipeg and then you have two days off, but then you're probably still on the road because you're not going to come back home. And then you go to Edmonton. And then you go to Seattle the following day after Edmonton, one of the best teams in the league right now. And and it's just absolutely brutal to see where this team um, that had expectations this year to be probably the number two central division team is, is now fighting against these insanely good developed playoff contenders to somehow make the playoffs. It, it's just, it's, it's tough. And that's just what this month has come down to. And, you know, you can you can drop games early on in the year, but now it's not early on in the year anymore. Yeah. And these are all must wins. So every single game games. is one matter. Yeah, we dropped way too many games. And Central Division last month absolutely owned the wild. So and yeah. it would it's embarrassing. Um, you know, and, and I think that yeah, you know, this month is impossible. It just looks impossible. <laughs> I I it does, doesn't it? I mean, you, yeah, <laughs> I'm just looking. There were, there were people that were saying that. This team, like this team, has an incredibly favorable schedule down the stretch, um, in like the the last few months of the season, and that prompted me to tweet, "How can you say it's a favorable schedule if you can't beat anyone on it?" I well, looking at like Feb or uh, March here, 
then that's that's what makes sense. But you got to get through February. Like, it, right? If you don't win these games, then the next the games the following month don't matter. So then it's like, how can how how is it an easy schedule if the Wild are below five hundred? I, I don't know. I like, I get it. I get it because it's comparing other teams' records and such. It, it makes sense, but with it you can't really predict how easy the schedule is going to be without the wild being consistent and like averaging a certain amount of goals a game when they're they've literally were shut out a couple like uh you know what i mean like oh gosh oh gosh like it's it's a it's a jumble here's how this could play out if they simply win the games that they yeah should Heavy emphasis on should. Chicago, a win. Pittsburgh, a win. Because Pittsburgh is a mess again. They are mess mountain again. I know we are, but they are too. Should beat Chicago. Should beat Pittsburgh. Lose to Vegas. Lose to Arizona. Should beat Buffalo. Lose to Vancouver. Lose to Winnipeg. Lose to Edmonton. Lose to Seattle. Lose to Carolina lose to nashville on the road but there's no way you just lose like that like yeah there will be there will be one of those games in which they inexplicably like pick up yeah maybe seattle maybe seattle on the road go shock seattle after battling with the oilers the night before sure shock the world i feel like that's the most minnesota wild win you know what i mean they it's the most oh the wild are for sure gonna you know struggle there they're tired the legs are tired they're gonna go win in Seattle you know it's um, just, that's that's just like the story of the year it's the most unpredictable it is and you know we we've been doing these episodes where we break down the month which is like it's awesome because it's so good to see like where this team would be if they go if they win the first four games of the month mm-hmm. versus you know and, and trying to predict where they'd be and it's it's getting to the point where it's very hard to predict. And it's yeah. very hard to see where this team's going to show up, and you know, in the games they probably don't are games that we think they are. So it's it's tough, and you know, I don't know. Just I'm just looking at that Arizona logo. Like you got to go in there and and do something about what they did to you on your home ice. Um, if they, that's, that's a big one. If they simply win the games they should, and then steal one, they'll be four and seven. So let's just yeah. let's just predict before then we finish with predictions on who will be player of the month for February. Do you think here's how we're going to do this going forward? So four and seven. Do you think the wild will be over that for February or under that record? Four and seven. That's actually a good, that's like a great, you know, an over under betting term is what Mm -hmm. it probably relates to. I think they're going to be over four and seven. I think they're going to get at least five wins. I'm, I'm seeing Chicago. I'm seeing Arizona. Um, I like that Buffalo game at home. Um, I do like one of those um, Vancouver Winnipeg games. I will say that I think St. Louis went into Vancouver and 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 took care of them there. And I think that's a big mark of where the Wild compared to. And I saw that game, and you know, I was like, yeah, that, that Vancouver is a team where you can you can stun and to host them. I think is a big deal too in that homestand. Um, and then I do see I do see Nashville. I just don't think John Hines can go against his former team again and lose to him. That's just like my personal story is like, man, I just, I always feel like that locker room before the game. And I'm probably exaggerating because I've never been in an NHL locker room before a game, but it's like, 
if a if a coach needs to beat his former team or some story like that, he's got to amp the boys. Um, and they they did it in Nashville uh, last year, and I think their their record in Nashville has been like pretty tough the last couple of seasons um, mm-hmm. historically as well. And I think that to end the month after losing to Nashville in uh, December or January, excuse me, and I think you do beat them in in, in February. So. That's just that's just where I see it. I think it, there's at least five wins. It's tough, but I see it. I oh gosh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna push. Okay. I'm gonna push. Yeah, I am post All Star break, mildly, mildly, slightly okay. This might not be hideously bad. It's not going to be anywhere near where they need to be in order to. Um, you know, keep themselves in the playoff conversation. But all I want, all I want the rest of the way is a game here or there that is entertaining, you know, to where we're not having to get all of our teeth pulled every single time they play and losing in just these hideous ducks game type fashions. Like just as if we get some entertaining games the rest of the way to where everything doesn't look like a tire fire, that's all I want. And I think th- yeah. I think this team can do that four times in an 11 game span. Yeah, I think, you know, on what's on my wish list is just, you know, averaging three goals a night. I just I just think if that's like a, a hard, a hard attainable goal or a hard goal to obtain, um, then it's a problem. I think you've really got to start scoring goals against these teams and you really got to come out with your best roster. Um, you know, obviously the wild goalies have been struggling. Gustafson, uh, Wallstead, obviously, which, you know, that's fine. But uh, and then Flurry as well. Um, you know, you got to stand up for your goalies. This is mm-hmm. this is the hardest month of the schedule. Um, and you got to go out there every night with that at least three goals. And, you know, I've just been pushing for consistency. It does. You don't need to win games five to rip. You just got to go out there, control the ice. Yeah. control the game and put at least three goals where your goalie can cough up one or two and it'll be okay. And you just mm-hmm. move forward. Um, you know, obviously it's going to be tough to do that, but as like a GMI right now, it's, I just need like a solid team moving forward. I, I don't need any more questions. I know there's a lot of injuries that this team has right now, but the most you can do is just to say solid through it. Um, and, you know, stop posing more questions and more lines and, and a lot more of this nonsense losses that shouldn't be losses. Mm-hmm. Go out with those consistent lines against teams that you for sure should beat. Um, and, and that starts with Chicago. It does. And this month is pivotal. And I, I like that. Um, I like that you have set another benchmark that we'll keep track of for the month. Yeah. Is let's just let's just be three let's just be at three goals per game mm-hmm. so we'll see if that is attainable for this team in february um we will finish by taking a look at who we think could potentially be the player of the month for february uh as well as a couple of other predictions as well that is on the way as we finish today's episode of locked on wild after this Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate. Yes, Super Bowl 58 is this weekend. And FanDuel can help you end the football season on a high note 
while you are also trying to find the best seat in the house, wherever you're watching the Super Bowl. Myself, I will be at uh, a bit of a Super Bowl party. So I'm trying to find that primo couch space. I'm trying to find the best snacks that they have. And I'm also trying to throw a few bets down that can make me a happy end to the football season. FanDuel has so many ways that you can end the season with a win or three or five or ten, depending on how far into it you go. Uh, You can bet on things such as which player will score a touchdown, which player will score the first touchdown of the game, how many points will be scored, you name it, FanDuel has got it. And get this, new customers, if you join today, you'll get 200, yes, 200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So if you pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win, you're set. If you pick the San Francisco 49ers to score first, you're set. Then you've got bonus bets for the rest of the day. Head to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get signed up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. One final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. Big picture idea listeners that is in the works for some time here in the second half of the season we are going to do the first ever lockdown wild town hall just came up with the idea this weekend so got to do a little more heavy lifting as to uh, making it happen but we're going to do a virtual town hall between now and the end of the season in which we'll allow listeners to hop in and state their questions in which myself and the panel of Experts, analysts will uh, will give you the answers you seek. So keep an eye keep an eye out for that. We've got more info on the way coming up. Zach, let's predict who we think will be Player of the Month for February. Do you have anybody in mind? I do, and I think the benchmark of getting three goals a game stands, but also on the defensive side. Of just anything solid. And I think the one guy who can bring consistency to this decor is Brock February, right? I think it, I think it works well. He just won rookie of the month. If it's going to carry over, this is the month of Brock February. I'm telling you right now, I'm looking forward to his play. I mean, I, it's been so special to watch him in person and just to see him move and see what plays. Oh, it's, it's honestly, I can encourage you locked on wild fans. The next game you go to for one shift, at least just only look at Brock Faber and tell me he's not a good defenseman and tell me that Fiala trade is not the best thing in the world. Um, (laughs) I'll be waiting. Um, Anyway, I think, you know, you really do face a lot of tough teams in this month and that's obvious. Um, you know, and it's really going to come down to how much the wild can hold these teams to and limit them. And I think Brock Faber is, can do that. You know, I think he's, I think he can even get a couple of goals like he did um, in January. Um, I'm really looking forward to his play. I've been loving it all year. It's Brock February. Let's do it. I like that. I am also going with a youngster for my pick for February. It does not have nearly the same ring as yours does. <laughs> But um, I'm going to go with uh, Marco Rossuary. 
I'm going Marco Rossi because I know it's been a little bit of a quiet last few weeks for Rossi in the uh, the points department. He did have six points on two goals and four assists in January. I think he kind of gets himself back on track because selfishly, I hope that there becomes more of a focus on the young players here as the rest of the season unfolds. So I'm going to go with Marco Rossi. I am also going to make a just gigantically bold prediction that we will see Mr. Uh, Murat Huznadinov make his way to Minnesota before the end of February. And by God, Murat Hustendinov is going to score no a goal in February. That is awesome. That's a because I so this is I've put myself in a really I backed myself into a corner here because I don't know if that's even f- like feasible because <laughs> I think I think his season gets done on February 25th. Oh, geez. But thank God it's a leap year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get two games. You get the Carolina and Nashville game for him to make history. <laughs> I should have just said March. You know what? Hey, Let's... end of the year. End of the year. End but this is year. where the, this is where the eyes start looking at the guys who aren't on Iowa but are over there. And hey, you never know because this year is full of uncertainty. I'm telling you, man. I, how I like it? How much of a lift would that be? Yeah, for what has been just a, a listless season. If you can get Murat and maybe Danila Yurov decides yeah. that he doesn't want to sign in the KHL again. And how big of yeah. a lift would that be to get those two over here by the end of this season and to get a chance to yeah. see what they've got? I think it gives the the players on the active roster a push to start playing. You know what I mean? It's like your your spot on the team could be in jeopardy here. You know, got people coming for their jobs. Yeah, you They're got you got some. Up. Yeah, you never know. Probably not in February. I I don't know. I don't know. That's, you never know anymore. I swear. But let's just say March. Let's just yeah. say March because yeah. here's the other part about that. March because March. you would then have the trade deadline by March eighth, and so if it takes Murat a little bit of time to get his visa and everything and get over here and get sure. acclimated. If you are a seller at the deadline, there could be a couple of spots on the roster open for him to be able to make his debut. Yeah, it will be interesting to see if the Wilds start making moves for Reynolds. <laughs> Can you believe that? No, I swear. Oh, geez. Hey, you never know. This is this is an interesting month. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to predict, I feel. But, hey, hopefully yeah. Brock February sticks to it and Marco Rossuary but <laughs> can help him out too. I like Rossi. I think it's I think it's fun watching uh a young guy like him. You know, this mm-hmm. is the year of Rossi. And um, you know, it's been it's been good so far. I think it's it's all you can ask for. Obviously it's been up and down recently, but and Rossi, he, it's his month. And he can't these guys can't control as much what's going around on around them. Mm-hmm. What they can control is their own level of effort, their own level of hard work, their own level of being rookies. And just the only thing that they know is, hey, I got to fight for my job. Yeah. And so they just continue to do that. And 
that's why they continue to be two of the better players on this team the entirety of the season. Yeah, two of the players who are in the running for the Calder. Let's never forget that. I feel like that's it's a pretty cool thing to have two rookies on your team who are contending for the Calder trophy. Um, you know, and a team that's been struggling like the Wild, you know, it's it's pretty cool. And and at least we have that. You know, at yeah. least Wild fans get to look at two up and coming rookies and you can get a little pressure off their shoulders there. Two Calder finalists. They yeah. will be finalists. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mark my word. Mark my word. So we'll see. And then um, I think another prediction is that Declan Chisholm will score a goal this month. (laughs) This is absolutely insane. I'm just throwing everything at a board and just hoping (laughs) some of them stick. So what are we? Dartboard of of names behind the camera there. You're just throwing them. You're like, oh, my dart landed on him. All right. I got to stop. What are are we chasing in February? We're chasing three goals per game. Three goals a game. We're chasing a Declan Chisholm goal. <laughs> um, we're going to push the Marat thing to March because I don't think to I don't think him getting to the NHL and scoring a goal in a two game span is I don't think it's even possible. If it is, he's a far better player than we anticipated. Absolutely. So three goals per game over four wins. I'm taking the push and. I will see what happens, but I guess the common refrain that we've seen all season so far is buckle up. Yeah. Oh boy. What in the world position could this team be in if they're pulling up prospects? Oh, even Not a more. Good one. Oh yeah. boy. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll know for sure by the end of the month, but <laughs> that's going to do it for today's episode. Again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button on this episode before you head out for the day. Uh, thank you for choosing YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms to help make Lockdown Wild as popular of a show as it continues to be. We've got new episodes for you every Monday through Friday, so make sure that you stay with us so you don't miss out on any Minnesota Wild news and notes, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network.